0: So the headline of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel says, MPS projects enrollment drop in 20% budget fall, but budget plan maintains teaching staff. Alan Borsick is a senior fellow at Marquette University Law School. He is the most respected education writer in our city, and he is with us this afternoon. Alan, good to catch up. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. So this seems to be a contradiction because the article points out that there will be about a 20% cut in this year's budget, but that it's not really all bad news. Kind of help us sort through this. What's going on here?
1: Well, I wouldn't say don't pay attention to that 20% cut, but don't pay attention to it. (laughs) Um, It's really, that—that that is the federal... Uh, COVID relief money that came in in the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars for MPS. And they've used most of it up or still have some in reserve. But, but that money is ending. So that's where the drop really lies. If you subtract, and, and that was used mostly for physical improvements, windows, air conditioning, even some athletic facilities and, and who knows what, lots of stuff that doesn't involve long-term commitments, because everyone knew the money was going to run out. So if you look at the rest of the budget, it's a pretty stable picture, except that decline in enrollment is a continuing long-term problem, I'd almost say threat, to MPS's stability.
0: I want to ask you about enrollment in a second, but first I want to make sure that we don't miss that. So often there are these sort of stories, Alan, where there's temporary funding, and then cities or organizations or school districts don't adjust. It appears here, at least on the surface, that MPS used that money but took things into account and maneuvered in a way that they will be able to maintain individual school budgets and staffing. They're actually adding teachers. Is that right?
1: Uh, a slight, it, 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 it's, it's kind of magic that uh, there's a slight increase in staffing for next year, including a slight increase in the number of teachers that are listed in the budget. Um, there are also a lot of vacancies. So that's another story. And at the same time, uh, enrollment is is listed to go down um, in the main body of MPS schools. What you think of when you think of an MPS school, enrollment is supposed to go down, is projected to go down another uh, 1,500 students. It goes down 1,000 to 2,000 students every year for oh, roughly the last 20 years, um, partly because of Declining number of kids in the city, and in large part because of people, parents choosing to send their kids to non MPS schools. It's as simple as that.
0: And I was also wondering if homeschooling is part of that after the pandemic and more of that virtual experience.
1: I think homeschooling is a very small part of it. Um, virtual schooling, which it would mean being part of a program, but doing it from home, um, has increased some but uh, uh, it still remains kind of a small part of it. I mean, you've got a quarter of all the c- kids in the city who are getting publicly funded education who are using school vouchers, which means they're going to private, mostly religious schools, most of them in the city, although they don't have to be. So that's a quarter of all the kids, and that program goes up notch by notch every year. The charter schools go up some. Even open enrollment, which means kids who live in the city but are going to schools, public schools, in the suburbs or virtual schools statewide, that goes up every year and is projected to go up for next year. So, uh, you know, MPS, as we think of it, that traditional system, is actually educating only just a notch above half of all the kids in the city, which is just a historic landscape change for education around here. Alan
0: Borsick is with us. You alluded to this earlier, Alan, that a lot of this uh, balance and position is based on the expectation that positions will remain vacant as the district continues to struggle to recruit and keep staff. How big a factor is that? How big a deal is that, that the the district continues to struggle to fill positions?
1: I think it's a huge, big deal. Um, I mean, money is not the biggest problem facing MPS. There's so many other things, including filling teaching jobs, keeping teachers... To be blunt, the quality of teachers, the lives students are leading and the instability in their lives and how that impacts classrooms, overall academic. I could just go on with with a list of things. And money isn't the, the biggest one. The teaching vacancies, <clears throat> frankly, I, I sometimes say MPS is, is a, a master of the use of band-aids and scotch tape because that's what they have to do many days is... Uh, move teachers from one room to another. Have administrators cover classes, substitutes, which they're also short of. They just manage. They have to keep their act together every day, and it isn't easy. So that vacancy thing, hilariously, um, I say that ironically, is a huge budget gain because they have tens of millions of dollars in expected savings from vacancies. But it also means jobs aren't being filled. So it's <laughs> it's it's a not not a good thing overall.
0: Alan, when you hear that the budget for the next year is going to be a 19.9% decrease, my panic button goes, oh no, I bet we're losing music, art, those sorts of programs. Are those at risk of being cut in this upcoming school year?
1: No, uh, it actually calls for uh, somewhat of an increase. Well, again, the biggest problem is you can put down, we want X number of music teachers, but we got to find the people to do it. And in many cases, they've had music or art or gym teachers listed, but they haven't had people to fill those jobs. So um, in, the, in the referendum that passed in 2020, there was an intention to increase those subjects, also librarians, and, uh, and, the, and there has been some increase in that. But that's separate from all the federal aid. Like I said, the, the, the 20% decline is almost all short-term federal money that everyone knew was going to go away. So I'm, I'm not too focused on that. Uh, they they were smart enough not to make commitments that are continuing on that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it, Alan. I mean, that's kind of one of my takeaways here. Despite the problems, they are managing what they got and what they will no longer get. Alan Borsick is a senior fellow at Marquette University Law School. Uh, are the women in those positions also called fellows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I... I, I, I I, I imagine that's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one that has a title of senior fellow, and and I can assure you, at at its face value, am I an old guy? That's absolutely true. So that's a cool title. I want to be a senior fellow someday. Yeah, in, in itself, it doesn't really mean too much, except that I try to be helpful. You can be you, are. you
0: can be jolly good, Alan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alan, it's always good I, to come. I try up. that too. So. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, Alan.
1: Glad to be here.